0: This is Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome
2: to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agent. My name's Tom Ward, and I'm joined this evening by Andrew Greasley and Dean Atkinson. Sky Blues kicked off their championship campaign away at Bristol City, and despite playing well, slipped to a 2-1 defeat. Tonight's show, we'll be discussing all the key moments of the game, as well as looking ahead to the next two fixtures with Gillingham and then QPR. Evening chaps, how are we doing?
3: Evening, Tom. Hey Tom, how's it
2: going? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. A little bit, a little bit disappointed with the result yesterday, but, but yeah, thought thought we played well. Um, some encouraging stuff to talk about. Um, Andy, to get us kicked off, um, talk us through the the, the stats.
3: Yeah, uh, they're very encouraging, Tom. Really, like you said, um, we had uh, 54 possession, um, so we kept the ball beautifully. We had seven corners versus their five. Um, we had 12 fouls versus their 10. Um, we had 16 shots compared to their 11. That just shows our dominance. And yeah. also, um, we had 40, 456 passes compared to their 399. Wow. So, it just shows again like how dominant we were. Yeah, but, unfortunately, but unfortunately, we lost. Yeah. I mean, to yeah. go away
2: from home to a place yeah. like Bristol City and dominate the ball and, and the passing is, is impressive. But like just, you said... Just show,
3: yeah, it just shows the uh, no-fear mentality that Robbins has drilled into him, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um, and then, just sort of going into the game itself, um, obviously we went behind very, very early, probably one of the quickest goals I think the Championship's ever seen. Um, what happened with that goal, Dean?
4: Yeah, not ideal, really, was it? No. <laughs> 18 <laughs> seconds into a new season, eight yeah. years outside the Championship. Welcome home, boys, welcome home. Yeah, I, I sat down, referee kicked through the whistle, I opened a Portuguese version of a Dairy League Lunchable, and before before I cracked into the crackers, we were 1-0 down. Unbelievable start. Um, yeah, I mean, the goal wasn't ideal. We, we we switched off. I mean, we shouldn't switch off that early in the game, really. Giles was out of position. He was about five yards ahead of the play, and it's just one of those. You know, two balls come through, spit the defence, and easy as you like for Jamie Patterson. It had to be him, didn't it? Cobb oh, fan, yeah, season ticket holder I had to be in but I can't believe he celebrated in the way he did as well That's what he was mean. loving it weren't he
3: loving
4: it weren't he yeah very odd but yeah I mean yeah not not the best start and probably not the start any promoter team really wants in the championship for sure
2: no you know it wasn't the best of starts but having said that we we did seem to to grow into the game actually pretty quickly after the goal I was a little bit worried when that went in that you know it could have been a cricket score but it actually seemed to kick us into gear strangely enough um, and yeah, we sort of, we grew into it, didn't we, Andy?
3: Yeah, we did. Um, like you said, I was a bit worried as soon as I saw, like like you say, sat down and saw it go in. I thought, oh my God, this could be like four or five. But yeah. no, we settled down nicely. Um, and I think it all comes from the manager, like I said earlier, about the no non-fear mentality we have at the club. I think we will have knocks this season. Um, but I, I do think that Robbins has drilled them into them that um, that to play with no fear, and if we do get a setback, just keep playing our football, keep passing the ball like we do, and you'll get back in the game. And that's what we did, didn't we?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then we did create some some good chances. Um, one of the first ones was um, Amir with a sort of shot over the bar, sort of snatched that a little bit, didn't he, Dean?
4: Yeah, just going back on uh, Andrew's point there, you know the calmness. I mean, the the camera mm. flicked to uh, Robbins and uh, Vivash, and Vivash just sat there like he was just watching a game of football. You know, no, sort of, um they were very calm about the situation, um, and maybe another team sort of panicked like hell really, and mm. and that might have been their demise. But yeah, like there is a never say die attitude <laughs> in that team, and if anything, maybe the, the the goal early sort of settled us down a bit. Um, they might have been a little bit nervous before the game but yeah like you said we, we got back into it and then the gap started to appear and our class started to show especially in the middle of the park Yeah, Amir shot over the bar, nice move good opportunity it was always rising though wasn't it, that's the only yeah. thing uh, but I mean that was early in the game that was his first sort of real attempt at the, the top third of the pitch so you could kind of let him off for that but yeah we really grew into it from that point
2: Yeah definitely, I mean, good to see that he's not afraid of having a shot as well um, yeah, and, that...
4: and moving forward as well, because sometimes if you're one of those two central midfielders, sometimes it's drilled into you that you can't really move from that position. Yeah. And he, and he was given, the, obviously, the opportunity at that point to, to move forward. And it's good to see, yeah, and, and probably having Kelly there, probably gave him that uh, sort of insurance policy to, to move forward.
2: Yeah, and then we, um, we got a free kick on the left. I think it was um, a foul on Giles um, and a really good ball in by Hamer from the left. And a a O'Hare shot that was blocked. It was a brilliant block by by their defender, wasn't it, Andy?
3: Yeah, I think it hit the post. Um, Hamer obviously delivered it in, and I think Godden got a header on it, and it came out to O'Hare, and I think he struck the post. Tom with it. Um, So yeah, um, another great delivery by Hamer. Um, I was impressed with all his deliveries. Uh, all, all afternoon. You know, he looks like a really set piece technician, which is great. Uh, but yeah, unlucky by O'Hare. Um, but he was, we'll go, get onto him later in the uh, pod, but he was a class above as well, O'Hare was. Uh, but no, unlucky not to score from that one, Tom.
2: Yeah, definitely.
3: On another yeah. day,
4: that ball that goes in as well, by the way. Yeah. The ball comes yeah. off the post and hits yeah. one of their defenders and goes in. There were three defenders in, in between the, the ball and the post. So I didn't ricochet off one of them, it was very odd.
2: Yeah, exactly. You usually see them go in. Um, and then th- they had some chances as well. Um, that it was a good save by Marossi, um to keep it at 1-0 uh, from from their big lad up front, wasn't it, Dean?
4: Yeah, and uh, that's probably the only time they got wide. And, I mean, we'll come on to how they tactically changed the game. Uh, this is the second half, Bristol. But that was probably the only time they went wide. And it was a nice ball into the box. Uh, pass was probably a little bit too narrow to defender. And then he was a free header, but I think I think Marossi made made the one, most for, the cameras, one Def- for the cameras, Dino. One for the cameras. Yeah, I saw a few flashes from, the, from behind. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's probably got that printed on his uh his kitchen wall now.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then we. Um, other than
4: that, though, they, I don't, I can't see, I can't really think of any other chances in that first half. That was clear cool. cut for them.
2: No, we we definitely dominated with the chances, didn't we? Um, and we and we finally sort of broke through um, and got our goal, didn't we, Andy? Um, sort of midway through the first half.
3: Yeah, we did, and it was a, it was a great, well worked goal. Uh, Hamer obviously drilled it into uh, Godden, Godden and then fed O'Hare, and then O'Hare just ran a little bit forward, and then he played it into I think he was looking for Giles, because Giles was like playing like like a left forward most of the game. But he was he was up there again, and O'Hare played it up there, and then. Bristol City made a right mess of it, and uh, it fell to Godden, and uh, he made no mistake, did he? And of course, the aeroplane came out again, which we all love to see.
2: Yeah, Godden doesn't doesn't miss from there, does he? No, No, he,
3: he drilled it, and he went through the keeper. I think he may have gone through his legs. It was a great, calm finish from a, a very important goal scorer for us.
2: Yeah,
4: definitely. Kind of thought that chance had gone away there because you kind of when O'Hare got the ball, everyone's going shoot, mate, shoot, yeah. shoot. Yeah. Don't pass it because. Charles is marked by three players. What are you passing it for? Um, it, we, we were quite lucky in that way that the ball fell to Goddard. But yeah, he wasn't going to miss from there. What a deadly
3: finisher he is.
2: Yeah. I was I was surprised that O'Hare didn't shoot from there, actually. Um, he got himself into a good position and then to smash it across the goal from there.
3: He's always uh, looking for those passes, though, O'Hare. Yeah. Isn't he? He's so cute and clever, isn't he? he? You know, he just always looks for that assist. He?
2: Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's, he's not greedy at all. Which, no. You know... <laughs> Sometimes you kind of want him to just shoot himself. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. something for him to work on, possibly. It's
3: kind
4: of his decision making, isn't it? At times for mm-hmm. me, sometimes I mean, it's a score last... But
2: yeah.
4: yeah, yeah, not a lot last
2: Three year. or four was it? Yeah, that yeah. says says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah.
4: It kind of reminds me of Raheem Sterling when he first sort of yeah. broke onto the scene. His decision making was absolutely awful, and it's been drilled into him over two years. Although obviously Guardiola's had some influence there, but yeah. it kind of reminds me of that sort of mold that he. His decision making will obviously build as he gets more experience, etc. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's a question mark for me over over with O'Hare. But that's the only thing that for me is mm. is questionable in his game.
2: Yeah, definitely. And he's he's very young, so he's got plenty of time to work on that anyway. So, and he's our player, so you know, it'd be good to see him develop in, in, he is in that player. area.
4: We should we should uh, hammer that home that he's ours now. He is ours.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's quite surreal having his, having having him as our player now. It's kind of because we we've not very often kept players that, that have been good for a season. Yeah,
3: no, we normally um, sell that. We normally sell them to Villa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or they
2: go or they go back like you know Walsh yeah. and Adam Armstrong, yeah. people like that. We just can't yeah. usually hang on to them. But yeah. yeah, it's it's nice to to have that. It just shows how our sort of stock has risen, I guess, in the championship.
3: Definitely.
2: And then um something I've been really impressed by is is uh Pask's acceleration down the wing. He seems to yeah, sort of bomb down there and there was a really good burst of pace from him, which won us a corner. Um and then we again a really good delivery and we we nearly took the lead through for Ostergaard. but it was a good save from their keeper, Dean.
4: What what a save this was. This was David Seaman versus Paul Pos- Pesky Salido in the pick-up-esque. Yeah. We grabbed yeah. out of thin air and flicked it from from the goal line. Um I mean uh, listeners, you might have to go onto YouTube if you can't remember that. But yeah, one of the greatest <laughs> saves I've ever seen, actually. <clears throat> but yeah, this was like that. He sort of clawed it from out of, out of absolute nowhere. It did take a deflection. But on another day, that goes in because the keeper's, you know, um, on the wrong side of the goal at that point. But yeah, great chance. A real good chance. And I mean, Ostergaard was threatening all day from corners yeah. and set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, on a Yeah, on another day, it goes in. But yeah, it just shows sort of the dominance we had. I think we had about six or seven corners in that first half, potentially, and mm. all but maybe one ball was of decent quality for us to, to get a chance from.
2: Yeah, and he had another chance early in second half, Ostergaard. Um, I think it was a ball in from Hamer again, um, yeah. and it was sort of an acrobatic effort, wasn't it, Andy?
3: Yeah, a feature of our play all, all, all afternoon was Hammer's delivery, wasn't it? Yeah, another great delivery into the box and um, it was cleared all the way to Ostergaard and
1: it was like a half volley, wasn't it?
3: And it was a good decent save by their keeper again from him and uh, picking up on Dean's point, he was threatening every set piece, Ostergaard, and he looks... Not, well, one, a player and two, a real threat from set pieces. And thank God, finally, we've got some defender who can score from a set piece. Because last season we did have hardly any.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think something that me and Dean talked about on the uh, the season preview is that, you know, we're going to have to score a lot of goals this season and they're probably going to have to come from all over the pitch. Mm. So it's really nice to sort of see defenders that are happy to take some chances and, you know, shoot when they can. Dean, that's really kind of important, isn't
4: it? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, from, like we said, from all over the pitch, and you 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 see, you, can like, you, you can <laughs> see from where Ostergaard's positioning, and he's fret, um, he was threatening all day.
3: Rose Seems to pull back, doesn't he, Dean? Pulls back, doesn't yeah. he, a little bit? Yeah,
4: absolutely. Gives himself a little bit of um, room to manoeuvre, something mm. to run into. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's one to look out for. But you know, Rose is good for a goal here and there, hmm. and high it's, as showed, he he can finish as well when he's given the opportunity. Uh, yeah. Like when we scored against Gillingham last year, he was given a good opportunity to finish. and He did. Yeah, but yeah, well. it's, but it's just not like defenders will need to chip in. And now we've got some real good set piece takers in our, in, our, in our, um and Sheaf's a really good set piece taker as well. So yeah. um, there's going to be opportunities there, and we'll we'll get so many opportunities in that final third because the likes of O'Hare, Godden, Allen they're going to get fouled a lot, especially O'Hare. We're going to be in really good positions, so we've got to take advantage of it, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, And then Bristol City's goal, and obviously their their winner in the end, Mm. um, sort of watching it back, just Shipley was just completely static, and it was Mm. kind of criminal defending, really, wasn't it, Andy, in the end?
3: It was. I don't know if it had a lot to do with... Uh, switching off mentally because of mm. fatigue. Uh, I think we ran out of legs for only the last 20 minutes, if I'm being honest. Um, and I think he just, you know, Shipper's has, ship has just switched off. You could see his reaction after the goal. He was just distraught, wasn't he? Hands straight on his head. He knew what he'd done as soon as the ball hit the net. And you've got to think to yourself, though, uh, Tom and, and uh, Dean, that, you know, Bristol City haven't had really a break. We have. They're 10 games ahead of us. So I think in that last 20 minutes, they were very, very uh, more energetic than us. And it showed. And I think mental fatigue really did chip there. And and I think he just switched off, bless him. But, you know, um, he he would be told by Robbins, And uh, we don't concede many goals from corners. So it, it mm. surprised me that it, he, he switched off. But I think that, had, like I said earlier, had to do with fatigue more than anything else.
2: Yeah, six months is a long time to not mm. play a competitive game, isn't
3: it? Well, you look at Bristol, they've been playing. They, played, they had to finish their championship season. So, yeah, and you could see that in their play. They were they were a bit stronger last 20 minutes for me.
4: They were match-sharp, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. That's the thing, yeah. If some, sometimes we, we stood off them a little bit too much mm. in that second half and they had an extra man, um, well, seemingly like an extra man, especially on the, the wings. They switched at half-time to play more balls out, out wide and that really affected us because our legs had gone basically because we would clo- closed them down so well in that first half. The front three were so narrow, didn't allow them to play through the middle of the park, which is what they normally do. So mm. they switched it round, and they, you could see where we, we were shot at that point. But I, I, I do have question marks over, over defending corners in the zonal, yeah, zonal I don't way. Like that either. No, I don't like that. Um, I was always taught man-to-man when I was younger. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, if you could outbattle your your man, outstrength them, then you've mm. got a good chance of defending the corner. Absolutely. Whereas with zonal, it gives everybody the opportunity to move onto the ball, and as a defender, you've only got two or three yards to play with at that point. And if their movement is so good, you don't have much of a chance to defend, and and that's that's a question mark for me over over zonal corner marking. But we did it last year as well, and we did, like you said, we didn't concede many from corners last year. So maybe it does work and maybe it was just the fatigue that took, took its toll at that point.
2: Yeah, and obviously we've got a lot of games coming up as well. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how we, how we deal with that. And, you know, luckily we've got a big squad, so hopefully we can, uh, we can mix it up a bit and get our match fitness back, you know, as soon as we can. Um, so, yeah, I think looking at it, obviously a disappointing result, but, but a good performance, Dean, and, and we would probably go away not feeling too negative about it, really.
4: Absolutely. I mean, if anyone's got a complaint about yesterday, they need to have a word of themselves. It was our yeah. first game back in the mm-hmm. Championship. We more than held our own against one of the teams that are going to be up and about the playoffs this season. Um, their aspirations this <coughs> year are totally different to ours. They're mm-hmm. looking at playoffs. We're looking at staying up. But we more than matched them. You know, we, we, For man, ma- every man on the pitch, there wasn't a bad performance. There were some great performances, but there wasn't any bad performances in the team. Um so that I mean I'm ever the optimist but going forward um yeah what, why can we not be optimistic that we can mm. we can play with the best in this league
2: Yeah definitely definitely think we can pick up enough points and um like we said there's you know there's definitely definitely worse teams than us in that league Without a doubt And just looking back at the game Andy um obviously Kelly came off injured in the first half how yeah. do you think that sort of disrupted us a little bit
3: not hugely. I thought um, Shippers did really well when he came on. Um, yeah. I thought he played really, really well. So I thought when you know when I was watching it, I thought when Kelly went off, I thought, oh, shit, you know, the captain's gone off and we were going to struggle, but we didn't. Uh, Shippers did really well. Um, I think we struggled more when Hamer went off, if I'm being yeah. honest. Um, I thought we <clears throat> lost a bit of control in the game when he went off. I know he was near, you know... Uh, nearly getting sent off but um, he was on his last warning but I think we struggled more when he went off than Kelly I think the only thing with Kelly we're, we're going to miss him because he's a hamstring isn't it so he's going to be a few weeks yeah. So, and with Sheaf not being fully fit and not played a lot of football recently we're going to miss Kelly in that role um, unfortunately so not specifically yesterday we missed him much but I think in future week, weeks we will
2: yeah definitely I think and you um,
4: say about Shipley sorry mm. um, he he's in his best position is going forward. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe maybe in his mind yesterday, he thought oh, I'm replacing Liam Kelly here, so I have to sit and hold. And I just thought him going forward yesterday yesterday mm. wasn't wasn't him at his greatest. He he seemed to be a bit negative in his passing for me. He was quite, yeah, he, quite he, sideways. He, yeah, yeah. Never he's
3: really better on the ball. Yeah, yeah. He's better in that um, O'Hare and Allen role, isn't
4: he? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like yeah. for me, if if we were going to play um, with Walker up there, I would play Shipley ahead of Allen, just because I think he'll give us a bit more physical presence up there as well. Mm. Um, but that's one to look at. But yeah, yeah, I think for yesterday, he wasn't bad by Shipley, of course not. Uh, but it just, I just think he wasn't at his fluid best.
2: Mm. Yeah. And what did you make of Hamer with it, like getting his sort of final warning? Because it's quite early in the game and it's obviously... It's forced Robbins to make a sub, almost hasn't it really? So I saw a few people on Twitter sort of being like, you know, he just needs to calm down a little bit and mm. not sort of throw himself into every tackle. What did you make of that, Andy?
3: Well, did did did, did they see his performance? His performance was different class, wasn't it? Yeah, um, fair <clears> enough. <throat> he get he gets stuck in, but yeah, he's got to learn. But he's new to the championship, isn't he? He's new new division. Yeah, you know, new country for him, so he wouldn't learn. But his quality is just unreal. So yeah. you the, know, lovable, the lovable uh, rogue, I'm going to call him from yeah, now. He's, yeah, he's just a you know baller, isn't he? So you know he's set piece taking is just unreal.
2: Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Giving... It's just if if he did get sent off, then it yeah. would have, you know it would have changed the game a lot. So
3: it would. You know. all, he needs to learn, and Robin said that yeah. after the game, didn't he? He said that he <clears> something that he needs to learn. Um, but yeah, but he'll learn that quickly. Um, we don't want someone who, who, who's a very good player like Morales for Rangers, but once he gets set off. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he needs to learn that. But if he learns that, then the rest of his game is fine, more than fine. Yeah. But we can't agree. hold
4: him back from playing how he wants to play because <clears throat> that, that's his that's his natural game. You know, it's going to be a bit of give, give and take with him, if I'm mm. perfectly honest. You know, we're going to get the absolute magical performance, but we, he is going to be on a shoestring sometimes and it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, touch and go wherever he gets sent off or touch and go wherever he gets a, a yellow card. But I think the positives outweigh the negatives with Amir. Yeah. yeah but you could just see he's a, he is a class above Ando O'Hare. They were both the, best, the mm. best two players on the pitch by far. And that goes yeah. for all of Bristol City's squad. You know, they've got a fantastic squad, but those two players really stood out and Omer, Omer is going to be one of those guys that's going to get a lot of attention <coughs> this year and he may have to rein it back in at certain games there's going to be games that's going to be very niggly in the middle of the park I'm talking like the likes of Millwall and Forest, for example there will be sort of niggly matches Preston for example as well so he's going to have to rein it back in for those type of games but I'm sure Robins and Vyvash will, will draw that into him no doubt about it
2: Yeah, yeah definitely and um. What did you make of the subs that Robins made during the game, Dean? Uh,
4: the only one I questioned was bringing Walker on because I, I kind of feel feel like we lost a bit of fluidness at the top end of the pitch, mm-hmm. but Alan and um, sorry, Allen and O'Hare were sort of were shot at that point, uh, mm-hmm. so it gave it gave God a an extra man to play with. I just kind of feel like. Robbins felt like he had to shoehorn Walker in for a game to appease maybe people. Mm. Um, so sometimes I have question marks over Robbins' timing of subs as well. That's my only reservation with Matt Robbins, to be honest, is sometimes the timing of substitutions can be a little bit suspect. But mm. yeah, Walker was the only one for me. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have tried to shoehorn him into that game, personally. I thought the way Bristol had changed it at half-time going a bit more wide. Um, it probably call cool for an extra man to, to appease that situation, but like we said yesterday in the live, we don't really have any other option up the top end of the pitch now. Yeah, Jodie Jones gone. We can't really go wing like with wingers because we don't have Jabello, we don't have Castanier in the squad. So whatever option have you got really?
2: Yeah, you don't. Yeah, we exactly. don't. Yeah, and then um, just talking about the the man of the match for you both, um, who would you go with, Andy? Uh,
3: Callum O'Hare. Um, if you just look at his stats for the game, you know, um, 77% pass accuracy, six dribbles attempted, which was the best by any Sky Blue player, uh, five touches in the opposite box and two chances created, which was, again, the best by any Sky Blue player. So, again, he played 97 minutes, which will do him the world of good as well. Get some... Uh, running in those legs, so. Um, but no, for me, he w- he was my man of the match. Yeah, I think you've
2: I think you've justified that well with the stats, Grezzo. Yeah. Cheers. good research. Exactly. Very good research. Thank you. you H-
3: thank you, HDS Analytics, by the way. Quick plug. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Just, yeah,
4: best player on the pitch, quite absolute country mile. Second, Ostergaard, maybe. I didn't Ooh. think he did did much wrong during the game. Um, his positioning play was great. He was aggressive, won all his aerial duels. So yeah, he was maybe a close second. And then I think if our mayor had played the whole game, then he might've have, might've have clinched it if he did something magical.
2: Yeah, I think I'd, um, I'd, I'd go with um, O'Hare as well. I think he was, I think he was brilliant.
0: You're listening to Sky Blues Extra.
2: We're now I'm going to move on and preview the next two games, starting with Gillingham in the Carabao Cup on Tuesday. Um, looks like a winnable game, Andy.
3: Yeah, it does. Um, a couple of reasons. They lost, obviously, the weekend to Hull uh, 2-0. Um, um, and also, I think Steve Evans has come out saying that he's not really interested in this competition as well. So uh, that's interesting as well. So, um, yeah, definitely a winnable game. Um, he'll obviously change his pack, won't he, Robbins? But, yeah, I think it's a game that we need to go and Maybe put put a few fringe players in. it will be interesting to see who he starts, especially with a game coming on Friday against QPR. It's a quick yeah. turnaround, isn't it? So it's a really um, quick turnaround, it yeah. is. So, yeah. So uh, I think he's going to shuffle his pack. I think both clubs, Gillingham and us, are going to shuffle their pack. So, uh, but no, definitely a winnable game, and um, it'd be nice to get a win on the on the board because you don't want to keep going and not getting a win on the board early doors you need to get that first win in in, you know a bit of wood in the door as i say
2: yeah definitely do you think it's a competition we want to be in andy because you know i know we obviously know that it's stoke or wolves away in the next round which in normal times would have been a you know obviously a bit of a money maker but it doesn't seem like we're gonna really make much money out of this competition and it's not one that people are massively interested in this year
3: no, it's not priority, is it? Um, that's why I think he'll shuffle the pack quite a bit Tuesday night. Um, yeah. It might even play a couple of younguns as well, Burroughs, Eccles, maybe. Um, so yeah, for me, um, no, it's not priority. Friday night's the priority. We need to get three points quickly on the board in the championship. That's yeah. more priority for me. Yeah, okay. Big reduction um, in prize funds in this competition, lads, as well. Forty percent mm-hmm. reduction
4: in prize prize what? money. So I mean, it's it's top at the second and third round stage to be honest it's, yeah. it's ne- neither here or there so there's no real point in this competition in my opinion because we're not going to win it are we let's be honest no. so at the moment it's just one of those things we it's just a fixture we have to play in really oh yeah yeah
2: yeah exactly and um what do we know about gillingham dean in terms of you know their summer recruitment um how they got on the weekend and their sort of style of play under under steve evans Sure,
4: yeah, a bit of a summer, summer clear out for Gillingham. To be honest, there's like twelve different players left and and joined the club. Uh, some of the big signs: Dempsey from Fleetwood. He was a good bit of business, um, and he was a, immediately made captain as well. Uh, Robbie McKenzie, centre half, he signed from Hull, and that and he was released from Hull, which I thought personally was a strange decision, um, considering they dropped down to to League One. Uh, we've got they've got John Akinde, haven't they? He's still knocking around. He seems yeah. like he's been around for about forty years. That bloke. Yeah, he's not the uh, player. Akinde, he, he, yeah, he played for Barnet, didn't he? he
3: Lincoln, as well. Lincoln as well. Lincoln as well. He definitely played for yeah, Lincoln in the yeah, league yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, but he's, he's been still been around. around. Yeah, twenty hundred years.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, he's <laughs> kind of, one of those guys where. You... You know the name, don't you and you know what he brings to the table. He, yeah, and to yeah. be fair to him. he scores a fair amount of goals and he does uh, especially for someone who plays up front generally most of the time on his own. Um, one to look out for for me would be Trey Coyle. He's on loan from Arsenal. looks a very handy prospect, and I know Arsenal, uh, think of uh, Fon thinks of him, so he's only 19, and he'll play on the left probably of a front three. so definitely need to be wary of him. And we know what we get with a Steve Evans team. You know he plays a very traditional four-three-three format, very narrow three in the middle. It's kind of tough for the number ten to get a foothold. So it's kind of what does o- if O'Hare plays? What does he do in this game? Because he'll be probably two or three man uh, man marked. So uh, against a narrow three, it might be something we need to change. Possibly we go two up top at this point. Do you expect you know, O'Hare to play, Dean, after I don't ninety-seven minutes? Well. I don't really. Maybe maybe oh. Alan will play and he'll play two up top with maybe Bakayoko coming in. Yeah. Or maybe Biamu plays, you know. It would be nice to see Max Biamu play. It would be play. nice to see him, yeah. Um, especially against a League One side, you know, there's question marks whether Max Biamu can do that. Do it at the, at the top end of the football uh, league, at the Championship especially. So, mm. this will give him maybe some comfort playing at a, a, sort of a League One le- mm. level. So, mm. maybe that's one to look at. Um Gillingham, the way they play, they kind of rely on balls out wide now uh, with the left and right backs joining in the play, playing balls into a kinder, runners runners coming off him. So lots of room for us to counter, especially if we play with wing backs. It'd be nice to see Dabo back in this game as well. Um might be one for his fitness levels, especially if yeah. he plays six, 60 minutes or something. Mm. Um, and then that will give us room in the middle of the park as well. Because so, generally, if you play in midfield three, one of them has to cover... A wing, uh, a right back or a left back, move, moving forward. Mm. Uh, they're quite prone to the odd mistake, as shown at the weekend. And like you said, and it's good, a uh, great opportunity now for some of the le- young lads in the squad. I'm thinking like mm. Williams, Drysdale, Eccles, Papaga, maybe. Yeah, um, great. Is Drysdale banned?
3: Mm, uh, was it straight red? Yeah, against yeah. Man yeah. Dons yeah, It's gotta be banned, yeah, isn't
4: it? it mm. Is that three games? Yeah.
1: He yeah, was in so
4: the Carabao so, as well, weren't it? So, yeah, he's got to be bad. Yeah, same, yeah. same cup competition. So, yeah, uh, scratch him. Good research, Dean. Uh, <laughs> but, like, we, we should have enough in the squad to get through the tie, to be honest. And Gillingham will swap players out. I mean, they changed five players from their cup tie last week to play in the league at the weekend mm. when they lost 2-0 to Hull. Um, and Dempsey was injured, their, their captain. So, he'll be, a, he'll be a big miss for them. Um and they, they do like to switch switch around how they play sometimes as well. They switched the two up top at half time on Saturday versus Hull. Um and that tried to pressure Hall back a little bit because they were kind of free flowing and, and attacking. Uh but they don't have much of a much of a threat in the final third other than Coyle and, and Kinde, but who knows whether they'll play, you know. Who knows?
2: Yeah. and as Sorry, we were saying, lot lots... of
4: information
3: there.
2: No, yeah. it's good that's no, good. good it's good to keep up because like you say there's a lot of changes in the summer and you don't always uh, hear about all of them especially in, in League 1 um, so a lot
4: of League so- 1 and League 2 teams are not going to they're all kind of free transfers what I've found yeah. is a lot of teams are sort of swapping players it seems to be people are being released and then other teams are, are signing them on so it seems to be a bit of a merry, merry-go-round but no, no one's spending money down there so yeah, there's, and there's, there's, there's not really anything to worry about players-wise personally
2: yeah, because they've got the wage caps, that haven't they, as well. So, I imagine yeah. they're releasing players to free up wages and then they're getting picked up maybe on lower wages. Why
3: would you want to, and also, why would you want to play for Steve Evans? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure his squeaky Mark Rowan
4: comments will come out at some point.
3: Uh, yeah. And then yeah. when we when we win the league, Coventry deserved it. They're the best team in the league. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. on Steve. Yeah, nice <laughs> one, Steve. <Yeah. laughs> oh, God. it
4: just um... seems to be a kind of character that... That nobody likes? No.
3: Mm. Don't think even the players who play for him like him.
4: <laughs> whatever fan you talk to from whatever team and you say Steve Evans, are like, oh God, like <sighs> Steve Evans.
2: Yeah. Suppose, yeah, no he's one a, likes him unless he's your manager, I suppose.
4: Yeah, he's a Neil Warnock of the lower divisions.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as we said, lots of options for Robins to consider. Uh, but what would your starting lineup be, Andy?
3: Good question, Tom. Um, especially with Friday. Looming. Um, well, it depends if our man Wilson's fit. Uh, do you know?
2: I don't think he is.
3: Oh, sponsored down the window again. What's going on here, <laughs> Tom? So he might play the young lad. Because uh, I can't see Mar- Yeah, Bilson. Yeah, because I can't see Morosi starting this one. So, right, let's start with Bilson. I'd go with maybe put Dabo and Rose in for 60 minutes. Mm. Um and then it's, it's really difficult with Drysdale being banned, isn't it? Because you maybe Morgan Williams. Yeah, so say William uh, yeah to say Williams deserves was, a shot, yeah. doesn't yeah. he? Deserves a shot, um, definitely. And then Mason, I expect him to maybe play, um, get some minutes in Mason. Uh, I, d- I definitely expect uh, Sheep to play. He's. has uh, already said that he he's going to play because uh, obviously he's desperate for minutes. Um, maybe Shippers alongside him, maybe. And then maybe Alan, and then maybe up front, perhaps go with Bakiako and Biyamu, maybe. That'd be my starting 11.
2: Yeah, a few changes there. Mm. What about you, Dean? Similar to that or, or different?
4: Yeah, I, I, very similar. I would go, I'd, I'd probably put Shipley further up the pitch and play Josh Eccles. Mm. Maybe not play Alan. If you, I'd maybe play Shipley, Biami, Bakiako, see how that works. You know, yeah, that's you know yeah. that gives us a bit of um bit of strength at the top end of the pitch. Shipley's very t- technical as well, so be able to help out those two. But yeah, other than that, I wouldn't make too many changes. Yeah. Like you said, Friday is the priority. We can't be losing players to silly injuries. Mm. They're going to be in the first in the first team. Bread and butter is the league. We say every year that has to be the priority. So yeah, for me, like just just be careful.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, makes sense. And um, what would your score prediction be, Andy?
3: Uh, I think we'll win. Um, I think we'll win 2 0. Uh...
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, to us, whatever team we put out, we should win this, this football match without a shadow of a doubt. 2 0, 3 0, maybe. Um, yeah, why
2: not? Yeah, it'd be nice to put a few goals past them. And obviously, as I mentioned, we, we know that a win would set up a tie against Stoke or Wolves away. <laughs> Just a shame, really, that that you know that would have been quite a nice cup trip for the fans, especially if it was Wolves. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, shame that 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 would be behind closed closed doors, Dean.
4: Yeah, that is disappointing, isn't it? You know, we've got history with Stoke, beating them in the FA Cup as well, so there's a little bit of history there. But yeah, I mean, that Wolves tie, oh, yeah, how good would that have been away, Molyneux? Fantastic side as well. It would yeah. be great to see some of those Portuguese top-end Portuguese players playing potentially. Um, and it would have been great to see how we, come, how we stack against a, a top-end Premier League side.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll get to play them anyway. But yeah, like you said, just won't be there in, in person to see it. Yeah, when um, we win
4: the league,
0: we won't be questioning that, will we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Sky Blues Extra.
2: And then our second game in the space of four days is at home to QPR and this one's going to be in front of the Sky TV cameras as well. Mm. Um, I think Robbins will be very, very keen to get our season going with a win here, won't he, Andy?
3: Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to this one, Tom, uh, live on Sky. Um, yeah, Robbins will be looking. Uh, I sp- yeah, I uh, heard his comments after the game and um, he was a bit annoyed, not annoyed, he was really impressed and really buoyant about how we played but he was just... You could just tell he just thought we just gifted them the game. And uh, I think he was a little bit annoyed at that because he said that they didn't do anything, Bristol, that we gave them the game, basically, which we did. And uh, I think that a little bit annoyed him. So I think for this one, um, and I think the thing is with the championship, and I think there's so many games and so many difficult oppositions. I know all the Sky Blue fans, when they looked at when the fixtures came out, they're going, oh, QPR, that's going to be a home win. And it's like, no, they've just beat Forest 2-0. So <laughs> it's not it's not going to be, oh, we're going to beat QPR. Not at all. In this division, you don't know where the points are going to come from. You know, who thought we were going to go to Bristol City and outplay them? No one. So, you know, QPR is not going to be easy. Um, but hopefully, fingers crossed, we can play like we did against Bristol, get our football going, and that'll be too much for QPR when we can get those three points on the board, which is going to be vital, Tom, because we need to get some points on the board early.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, we do. And I think something that um, you mentioned, Dean, on, a, on the fixtures pod was about QPR. You know, you don't always know what side's going to turn up. They have some quite strange results. Some weeks mm. they win and they batter teams. Other weeks they get, you know, quite heavily beaten themselves. So what do we know about QPR this season? What can we expect from them?
4: Yeah, you're right. I mean, they're one of the odd teams. There's probably a group of five or six in the championship, like Reading, Borough, Blackburn, you just don't know what team is going to turn up. One day they could be like world beaters, the next they could be playing like non-league. So um, yeah, they're, they're an odd, they're an odd side. So we need to be careful um, in relation to, to their team. Now, I mean, they lost Everichi Eze in the summer. Uh, yeah. he, he was an absolute shining light for them last yeah, year. Yeah, was brilliant. 14 goals, mm-hmm. eight assists, yeah. the Championship team of the season. Probably for me, he was in my top three players of the year behind Ben Rama and Pereira in that division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he went for fifteen million as well. Great signing for right? Palace. Oh, unbelievable signing. My, mm. my words, he will be in the, in the England um, setup over the next two years without a shadow of a doubt. Wow. Yeah. Shadow of a doubt. Mm. Um, but yeah, fifteen million. They, they've only spent like nearly two million of that money. QPR. So potentially they might be in a bit of financial trouble. Who knows? And the whole COVID situation might have put a doubt on our, any spending uh, they were, they were going to do. Um, the only signing they made for cash was Lyndon Dykes from uh, Livingston he (laughs) looked a decent player um, scored didn't he he did score, he scored a penalty yeah Mm. but to be fair he doesn't have a great of a scoring record um, Mm. in Scotland so there are question marks whether he can do it south of the border and looking at QPR fans on Twitter they're all questioning that as well when he was signed Um, and they're not a team that create a lot of chances so He's going to have to finish the ones he does get. Um, so, yeah, there are question marks uh, about him. Uh, some of their outgoings. Grant Hall, he left on a free, very experienced and well-established defender in that team. Did he, he go to Middlesbrough? Middle, yeah. to Middlesbrough? Yeah. yeah. That, that, to me, that's a big loss. I mean, he played mm-hmm. pretty much the whole season for the last two years for UPR. So, yeah, strange one. Maybe they couldn't agree terms on an extension. Uh, who else say? Tom Carroll. Tom Carroll. Now, Tom Carroll. He's had a few injuries over the last couple of years, but if he, three, four years ago, he was touted as a massive prospect coming through that uh, Spurs academy. Hmm. So you know he's got a little bit about him.
3: Yeah, the thing with Tom Carroll is that he can get roughed up. You oh, know, if we, if we, yeah, yeah he's very. Uh, if you if you're on Tom Carroll, he won't want to know. No, especially on a Friday night in
4: Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no one wants to be in Birmingham today. But there you go. Um, George Thomas as well. A bit of, crazy oh, of course, coach, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But there are—he hasn't played a lot for the last three years since he left us. So there's question marks whether he can play at this level. Um, but he played for us in League One, didn't he? So,
0: did he know, play he on Saturday, Dean?
4: He came on. For the second half, yeah, they okay. changed. They changed the, the way they they played a little bit second half to try and counter Forrest's um, counter attack. So, um, yeah, he's obviously had a little taste of it at the weekend, and I'm sure he'll be well up for it against Kov. Yeah, in front of the cameras.
2: Yeah, that does um that does worry me slightly because you know RX players do tend to score against us, and you you know, but um but we'll see. Like you say, he's probably not start starting every week anyway, so. Yeah, we'll see how that, how, how they that plays are, they out. They are quite
4: they are quite an interesting team in, in, in regards to how they set up. You know, Mark Warburton has made a career so far making his teams hard to beat, um, and they'll play with two holding midfielders in Carroll and Jeff Cameron. And Jeff Cameron, and there's another uh, name yeah. for you. Thirty five years now. Wow. And he's been around a while. Lots of experience in the Premier League and Championship as he's well. He's the American, isn't he? He is the yeah, American. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got a strange sort of northern slash American twang accent, and um, mm. very odd. Uh, they got Luke Amos back on loan from Spurs as well, but he he's going to play in front of those two. But he's a defensive midfielder, so that kind of shows you how defense minded they're going to be by playing sort of three defensive midfielders. Yeah, um, they their threat comes their, their threat comes in the wide wide areas, though. You know, Elias Cher, Moroccan, and Asaya Samuel. You know, two very very bright youngsters bit of pace, a bit of trickery about them. And they both played full seasons last year and chipped in with a fair few goals and assists. So they're, they're two to look at. And personally, I'm a big fan of Asaya Samuel. Um, yeah. I just think he's, he's one of these guys that we should have in our squad. You know, the, guy, the kind of guy who can come on and make a difference, you know, strong, pacey winger, few tricks up his sleeve. So we need to be wary of him, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, are they? Are they in the cup? Are they playing in the cup this week? Um, not sure. Oh, no they got knocked out, didn't they first round? Okay. Yeah, I think they, um, think they.
2: got might have been knocked out.
4: Yeah. So. so um, maybe they, they're, they're going to yeah. be well rested, um, and they won two another the weekend against the Forest side, who are looking to make the playoffs and beyond this year. You know, yeah. um, they played. They did play poorly. Uh, Share scored as well. Dyke scored as I mentioned for a penalty, but we can't switch off. Uh, yeah, this this front three, that's for sure. We'll get punished no matter what the opposition is in this league. Um but yeah, one thing that for us is shining light, we've got a pretty positive record against QPR, especially yeah. outside the Premier League era. So um that's that's the shining light for sure. Yeah,
2: and of course a very good record at St Andrews.
4: Absolutely, yeah. Um, With
2: without fans there, but still, you know, the players are used to the surroundings and stuff, yeah. so you know we've we've got a it's not our home ground but we've got to make it a fortress this season
4: it's really surprised me how well we've taken to playing in that ground actually uh, you find a lot of teams when they ground share they don't tend to travel well to their home their inverted commas home yeah. pitch um we did it quite well at um six fields didn't we yeah yeah mm-hmm. Colin
2: wilson was banging them in
4: so yeah we 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 seem to be a team that plays plays well when we're not in our home home ground. Yeah, Rico's too big for us. But good who, job who cares? We'll have we'll have a new, we'll have a new stadium in
2: three years, lads. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think yeah. no. I think with the Saint Andrews thing, I think what one thing is the pitch is really good. So yeah. that obviously suits our style of play. And then the other thing that I noticed last season was it was just very positive atmosphere. Mm. Um, you know, at the RICO, you tended to have quite a lot of negativity, and yeah. you know, yeah. you go one nil down and the the whole place would just be so negative. But even when we were going behind at St. Andrews, everyone was just behind the team like the whole time.
3: Yeah. You're right there, Tom, because people who are at St. Andrews are there because they want to be there.
2: Yeah. They're the real hardcore. Yeah. yeah. And it it makes
3: a difference. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. So obviously won't be any fans there, but yeah, you know, hopefully we can keep, keep on winning at St. Andrews. That's going to be really important. Um, expected lineups for this one lads Andy what do you
3: reckon uh, yeah I think uh, seek will start um, I'll be I'd, I'd like to see Dabo play if I'm being honest I think Pass does a good job at, you know deputising but he's not a right win back um, so I'd love to see Dabo start but I don't think he will um, I think Pass he's will not start quite ready, is he? yeah he's not quite ready uh, this game might come a little bit too quickly for Dabo uh, so I think Pass will start Um uh, Ostergaard I think will play uh, with Fads and Haim and then the left winger Giles will play <laughs> will play um, and then I think it's an interesting decision because I think Hamer will play uh, like we had a conversation I thought Shippo, Shippers did really well but I, I don't think Sheaf's going to be ready a bit like Dabo and Rose I don't yeah. think he's going to be ready either so I think Shipley will play with Hamer and I think Alan O'Hare and obviously the God up front.
2: Yeah. Can't really drop God after to get his goal on, on nah. Saturday. Bagsman. Yeah.
4: Gordon has the shirt from last year. You can't change that. You know, he yeah. did so well for us last year. He scored at the weekend. Yeah. Until no. something dramatically goes wrong, he, he is our uh, number nine.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Walker's got to fight, fight him for that place. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. What would
4: you
2: go with Dean?
4: Uh, I personally I, I think this game might be one in the wide areas and if we got Dabo back that would be absolutely fantastic. Mm. But mm. yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's uh he's gonna play this game. So yeah, pretty much the same really. I would i I would be surprised if Sheath plays just because I don't think his fitness levels up there. I suppose it comes down to how well he plays against Gillingham. Mm. Um I think the three at the back could probably deal with any attacking threat through the middle for us. So, mm. we might play two up top in this game. This could be it. This could be the game we play two up top. Who are you dropping? Home. I'll, drop, I'll drop Alan. And I'll mm. drop he was Saturday. quiet, wasn't he, Saturday? Yeah. To be honest, he, I, I just felt he, he lacked a little bit of ambition on Saturday. Mm. Because for the first 20 minutes, O'Hare was getting all this space. And I'm thinking, has, has Bristol not done their, their homework here? <laughs> Surely they know.
3: They're marking Allen
4: And they're marking <laughs> Allen And I was like, what's <laughs> going on here? Then it switched and O'Hare had two men on him. But that seems like the shackles should have been off Allen at that point. But he seemed to just always be in the wrong position personally. Mm. Um, but that, that will come in time. They'll learn that they're going to get a lot of space in the championship this year. It's a lot different to League 1 in regards to it's got kind of it in your face sometimes, and we just played our way out of it beautifully last year. But we are going to get time to play and time on the ball this season. Uh, but yeah, never mind that. Let's talk about this game. Uh, yeah, good, for me, a good opportunity to go up to up top, Walker and Godden, especially if they have two defensive midfielders. Um, that'll pressurise them a bit further back in the pitch, and that will free up the number 10, which will be O'Hare. And then one of Sheaf, Hammer and Shipley can can push on as well to link up play in the final third. So it could be a good opportunity to play that two up top. Uh, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he just goes with pretty much the same same as uh, Bristol City.
2: Yeah. And um, score prediction, Andy?
3: <sighs> Hard. Um, I think we're going to... Uh, I'd love <laughs> to say we're going to win but I don't think we will. I think we'll draw 1-1. One, one.
2: Dean?
4: Um, yeah, i it's a game in front of the sky cameras, isn't it? Yeah. Our record isn't great in front of the sky Tra- cameras. Isn't Tra- it? Yeah. 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 It just stinks of 80% possession, lose 1-0. <laughs> yeah. Um, I
2: don't
4: want to live Ugh. one of those. I was yeah. very depressed last year when that happened. I was on holiday as well at that well, point. Wasn't, horrific, that man. wasn't a great yeah. rest of the day. But yeah, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to, I think we'll dominate this game. There's no doubt about it. We just need to be wary of their counter-attack. And I'm gonna go for a one nil win. And I'm gonna say Max Biami comes off the bench and just scores an absolute worldie. Wow. And all is wow. yeah, all, all is well in the world.
2: That would be great.
4: <laughs> that
3: would be awesome.
2: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna go one one as well, Andy. I was just thinking, are we gonna end up predicting one one every week this season? Because yeah. we can't quite we're not quite <laughs> yeah. confident enough of a win. Yeah. But we also don't want of these. We need to so, take a
3: leaf out of Dino's book,
2: don't we? Yeah, exactly. Be a bit more positive.
3: Yeah. I'm always positive, guys.
2: <laughs> you've got to be. You've got, got to, to be, be Coventry a Coventry fan. Yeah. Being a yeah. yeah. Coventry
4: fan, yeah. I mean, like we said the other day, like I've I grew up with Coventry just being like the worst thing to happen to me on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> and over the past two years, it's been absolutely astounding. So I'm just going to carry on in that mould and have a smile on my face every Saturday morning when I wake up, or Friday in this case.
2: Yeah, brilliant. Well, that's all we've got time for this evening, lads. Um, do check out our partner, Shortland Horn, for the latest properties across Coventry. Um, and as, as always, if you want to get involved in the conversation on our social media channels, just use the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast.